Are you ready to perform at your highest potential? Welcome to the Performance Matters Podcast from GP Strategies. In each episode, we'll interview industry experts, exploring best practices and innovative insights to help you and your organization improve performance. I'm your host, Jeremy Shear. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. My guest is Leah Clark. She's a leadership development marketer and thought leader at Blessing White, a division of GP Strategies. And this is Leah's second time on the podcast. So Leah, it's great to have you back. Great to be back. Okay, Leah. So our topic today is leadership mindset. And as we're wont to do before we dive in, we just want to know a little bit about you. So as I said, you've been on the podcast before, so some listeners might already know a little bit about you, but just give us kind of the the short version of who you are and what you do. Absolutely. So I am, as you mentioned, a thought leader at Blessing White, which is the leadership division of GP Strategies. And I'm responsible for researching, and our research informs our product development, It informs our point of view in the marketplace. So I have the good fortune of being able to go out and ask leaders and employees a lot of questions that help us to get into what they're thinking, what their needs are, and bring that back to the organization and to the marketplace through podcasts and articles and things of that nature. Yeah, very cool. And, you know, I know leadership is such a big topic, such a hot topic nowadays, because the the quality of leadership in an organization is really crucial to the success of that organization. And one element of that is leadership mindset. So before we, well, our first order of business then is to just understand what that means. So what does that term mean, leadership mindset? So mindset is the way that you think about things as shaped by your attitudes, your opinions, And the way you think about things, we know, guides the actions that you take. So it's where you're coming from in your thoughts as you approach people or situations. And it really matters because our thoughts influence our actions. So the way we think shapes how we show up with the people that we lead. Yeah, that makes sense. So is a leadership mindset, is that something similar to or maybe the same thing as like a leadership philosophy? I think that's a good question. I would say a philosophy makes it sound a lot more poetic and as if you're navel gazing. And I think a mindset is something a little bit more than that. It really is that attitude or perspective you bring to your interaction. So it directly influences your behaviors and maybe even more importantly, influences the way your behaviors are perceived. So it's a little less about sort of philosophically what you think about the world and more about how your perspective your attitude, your experiences shape your thoughts and in turn how those thoughts impact your behaviors or your actions. Okay. So there's like a real active element to this, like sort of a plan of action and that your mindset directly informs how you behave day to day, really. Yeah, for sure. Because per the old adage, it's not just what you do, it's how you do it. Well, how you do it is incredibly informed by the way you think about something. And and I know we'll dive deeper into specifically what that means, but, but it is essentially how attitude is everything and the way your attitude or your thinking influences the behaviors that you take and how you show up in this world with the people that you lead. Right. Okay. So now in a research report that you published on the GP website earlier this year, you identify four leadership mindsets, and those are growth, 
inclusive, agile, and enterprise. So let's unpack those one by one, starting with a growth mindset. What does it look like? And growth mindset certainly has been very popular for quite some time due to the really trailblazing work that Carol Dweck has done. And fundamentally, a growth mindset is that belief that your skills and your behaviors can be cultivated through effort. So you basically are not born with every skill that you are capable of embodying. You can learn and grow and stretch yourself. And the other thing that's really important about this mindset and pivotal to it is the fact that your experiences, even your challenges and your setbacks, if you have a growth mindset, are viewed as opportunities to learn and to grow. And, you know, we think that's really important for a leader to believe about themselves and maybe even more important for them to believe about the people that they lead. Yeah. Okay. So in the article you write, and I'm going to quote you directly here, you write that when a leader has an inclusive mindset, so now we're moving into the next one, inclusive. So when a leader has an inclusive mindset, they see differences in how others think and behave as advantages. So how so? What's the advantage for an organization in having different ways of thinking and behaving that the leader like recognizes and sort of champions? Why is that advantageous? I think it's advantageous for a couple of reasons. And, and first of all, if you look at it from an internal perspective, from a talent development employee retention perspective, if you look at it in terms of driving the type of culture and environment you want in your organization, if you are a leader who behaves inclusively, then you create an environment where diverse perspectives, uh, thoughts are valued. And you enhance and increase the likelihood that you will have a pool of employees that come from all walks of life and backgrounds. So there's an internal benefit in creating a culture or an environment, if you will, that is reflective of diverse employees who feel welcomed, who feel psychologically safe, and who ultimately make a decision to stay with that organization because they feel included. I would say the other side of things in terms of the benefit is there's been a lot of research done on the benefit of inclusivity on innovation. So whether that's an innovative product or solution, we know that when you have an inclusive environment and you have different perspectives, your organization's ability to innovate grows exponentially because you are bringing in somebody with a new idea or a different perspective. And it just naturally lends itself to both small and larger innovations. Yeah, which makes perfect sense, right? If, if you don't have new ideas, new ways of thinking as part of your company, then, and then how are you going to come up with new ideas and, and innovations? That makes sense. But I can also see how this could be challenging because you obviously don't want everyone thinking in exactly the same way. It would seem that too much diversity of thought and opinion could get out of control, right? Like on this, on some level, you do want people to be on the same page, right? Absolutely. I think there is a difference between grabbing everybody's opinion and not moving forward until everyone is in alignment which is not what you want because you'll probably never get everybody in alignment, but at least giving enough space for people to feel as though their points of view were heard and valued. Even if ultimately you move forward with a decision 
that may not be reflective of that super creative, innovative idea. So I do think the leader ultimately needs to make a decision and drive for consensus and needs to assess for themselves when that move forward needs to happen. And we know that including different perspectives, outside perspectives, will ultimately make that final product better than had that leader gone to the same go-to people that they've always relied upon. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to the next one. So now an agile mindset, and that's the belief that success requires flexibility, adaptation, innovation, and resilience. Now, would you say that an agile mindset is especially important today when the pace of change and innovation is faster than ever? It would seem like that would be the case, but what's your take on that? Yeah, and that's really the logic behind why of all of the mindsets we could have chosen to focus on, Agile was one that made the cut because we know and we hear from our leaders and from our clients that the pace of change across nearly every industry is is only quickening. And so the leader's ability to deal with industry changes Um, internal organizational pressures and changes is not going to slow down anytime soon. There's no industry, you know, hardly any organization that's immune to the idea that we need to move faster and adapt and grow. So, you know, agility, I think, is one that is here to stay. And what that means for leaders is really something perhaps a little bit different depending on the organization that they exist in, the industry that they're a part of, their own personal sort of risk tolerance. So I think it's both a trend or a theme and also something that is very unique depending on the specific circumstances of the environment in which the leader exists. Yeah. And you know, something about the agile mindset that I find interesting is that It's clearly necessary for the reasons that you just described, but I would think that it's also one of the more difficult mindsets to actually adopt because it's one thing to say, yes, we need to be flexible and agile, but it seems like in a lot of situations, people will do what they're used to doing. And being agile might mean changing that or trying new things, which can be scary, right? It's hard to change. Like being flexible and adopting new ideas is not the easiest thing in the world. So this feels like a mindset you really have to practice at to get good at it. Is that, am I on the right track there? You are. And, and I would say that not only do you have to practice it and reflect on your own, like I said, risk tolerance, personal resiliency, and work to, to shift that as often as possible. But I think the other thing that we heard leaders are challenged with in the category of agility is whether or not the larger organizational context and backdrop backs up the espoused need for agility. So what do I mean by that? Quite simply, what we heard from leaders is, I'd like to move fast. I'd like to be able to make a decision without complete information and make incremental change, take incremental actions. But the organization that I exist in is fundamentally risk adverse. And you might say to me, try, implement, fail fast, and you can try again. But if my culture is one that punishes failure and would punish me for moving forward with incomplete information, how agile do I really want to be? How comfortable do I feel being agile 
if that larger environment, larger backdrop doesn't support me in those agile decisions and agile behaviors that I take. So yeah, I think there's a personal element to it as well. But then what we also heard from our leaders is a little bit of a, you know, hey, organization, hey, C-suite, you tell me one thing, but then you reward and reinforce something very, very different from Agile. Yeah. Okay. Which I imagine can be very frustrating. And I think that raises the important point that we'll get into a, a little bit more later, that choosing a mindset or finding the right mindset is in part coming to grips with what kind of organization are you in? You know, what are the needs of the organization at the time? What's reasonable? What's really going to work here? And it might be that the mindset that you see as best is just maybe the organization's not ready for that at this particular time. And it's a more of incremental process in terms of adopting, say, an agile mindset or any other kind of mindset. And I think one of the things that we try and focus on, especially in, in light of that, right, maybe the organization is telling me one thing but I'm not feeling backed up by it. Or, or maybe I want to be have more of a growth mindset and that's not really where I feel supported by my organization or I need them to do X, Y, and Z. So one of the things we try and say and do is, well, as a leader, you may not be able to change that big behemoth behind you. You may not be able to move the organization in the direction you want it to, but can you look at what incremental actions you can take yourself and within the context of your team to start to head in the right direction. So don't, you know, cool your heels and say, I can't do this because the organization hasn't changed their performance management process to reward agility. I can't do this because the organization only gives lip service to a growth mindset. Yes, we have to look at that organizational culture, what the C-suite is modeling. That's all very important. And in the meantime, leader, what can you do to shift the way you think? And what can you do to exhibit the behaviors that support these mindsets personally and at a team level? Okay. And uh, I don't want to forget to mention the fourth mindset, which is the enterprise mindset, which means prioritizing the needs of the larger organization and making decisions based on those large-scale needs. And that that feels like something that a leader would sort of naturally be doing all along. But so in what way, like what does this mindset actually look like when it's put into practice? And this one, again, a lot of these seem logical. And then when you dig underneath, there are real obstacles to both thinking from an enterprise perspective or any other perspective, and then taking the actions that support it. So what you'd like to believe that the leader is always keeping in mind the larger needs of the organization. But what we found is on a day-to-day basis, a lot of times leaders and their teams are thinking a little bit more parochially. So they're focused on the success of themselves individually. They're trying to certainly help their teams and their group be successful. And those decisions that they make are not always done keeping in mind the bigger, larger objectives and goals of the organization. So it seems logical and it seems logical that the work that they should be doing naturally rolls up to those enterprise goals. But what we found is a lot of times decisions are being made, again, much more parochially and based on what's good for that leader and their particular team. What we also found, and and this surprised us a little bit in the research, when we asked 
what the best leaders do to embody an enterprise mindset. We thought we were going to see things like, oh, they smash silos and they work across divisions and groups with with greater ease. We thought we would see something a little bit more provocative like that. What we really heard was that what the best leaders do to exhibit an enterprise mindset is something way more fundamental. And that is that they link the work that their people and their teams do to those enterprise objectives. So they make the connection so that their team members can see how what they're doing each and every day ultimately connects to and ties to a larger enterprise or organizational aim. So for us, it was a bit of a back to basics, if you will, in terms of supporting that enterprise mindset, really just equipping leaders with the right and best way to communicate clearly and frequently around helping their team see the connection between how what they're doing really impacts the larger goals of the organization to see that connection. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, I get what you're saying. In some ways, that just seems so obvious and fundamental. But you know, I imagine the larger an organization is, the harder it is to keep that in mind and to keep actively doing it because people are just spread out and there's so many moving pieces. It can be hard to even just remember to do that and really hard for just some rank and file worker to have a clear sense of that at every moment if the leadership is not actively supplying it. I think that's the case. And, and I think, although I've not personally tested this, I think it may be particularly hard when you're in that middle part of the organization, because typically, you know, at the top level, the strategy for the organization is set, the goals are established. You know, it's likely the C-suite is pretty clear on that. And then, you know, if you think about that frontline worker who's maybe delivering a product or a service, they're often, they can be pretty directly connected to the end consumer or the end client. So they may have a slightly easier time seeing how what they do day to day impacts that customer, right? Who really is who that company is serving. I think some of the employees and leaders in the middle may have a harder time seeing how the work that they do on a day-to-day basis really connects to those enterprise objectives and to that end client or consumer. Yeah. Okay. That's a good point. And I I think I get that because if you're basically middle management is what we're talking about, right? If you're a manager, but not at the very top, you have your own set of concerns with your team that you also have to deal with that may not at every moment connect in a really direct way with the top level goals of the entire organization. So in other words, you're busy, you have a lot on your mind, and it can be easy just to get caught up in your day to day and not prioritize keeping the the larger enterprise goals and aims in mind, I would imagine. And that's it, right? So it's very much about helping those leaders, you know, first of all, personally connect with the work they do, and then helping others see the connection between what they're doing and how it contributes to those larger organizational or enterprise objectives. Yeah. Now, as organizations change over time, you know, say growing from like a small startup to a large established company, I imagine that leaders need to adjust their mindset which can probably be pretty tricky, especially if you've gotten used to having one particular mindset. So what are some best practices for changing or evolving a leadership mindset? I think thinking about it as a practice is one way of thinking about it. So 
you know, it's not a matter of, oh, I've mastered the growth mindset today and therefore I don't need to be mindful of my thoughts tomorrow because I can check the box on growth mindset. I think with each of these mindsets, it's about, again, thinking about it as a practice and how do you cultivate this way of thinking each and every day and be intentional and thoughtful about it. I think also, you know, what we've seen is if you think a certain way as a leader and then you take the actions that reinforce that thinking and you see the results from those actions, it then in turn goes back and reinforces your initial intent or attitude about something. So what do I mean by that? Let me make it a little more practical. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't think my way to being healthier. If I want to be healthier, I need to take the actions associated with it. So choosing healthy foods, exercising, maybe meditating. When I take those actions, they in turn reinforce my health. They make me healthier. They help me get healthier. And those results, therefore, further reinforce my attitude or my perspective. So there's a cycle, if you will. So yes, it's about the practice of cultivating a mindset of growth, inclusivity, agility, and enterprise thinking, but it's also being really aware of the actions and the behaviors that are the demonstration of that mindset, again, in part because they yield the results that you want and in turn reinforce that way of thinking. Okay, so this is a fascinating topic, and clearly there's a lot more to say, right? We could we could have spent a, a whole podcast just talking about any one of these mindsets, but let's bring it home. Let's sum it up a little bit. What are some things our listeners can start doing right now to improve their leadership mindset? That's a great question. I would say the first part of it is just awareness, right? Being able to reflect on whether or not you have a growth mindset, an inclusive mindset, an agile mindset, an enterprise mindset. So raising the consciousness, if you will, for yourself through self-reflection and maybe through input that you get from others about where you stand with respect to having each of these mindsets. Where are you on the spectrum, so to speak, in terms of a growth mindset or any of the other? So awareness is the first thing. And then I would also say, again, being clear on what are the behaviors, particularly as a leader, that reinforce each of these mindsets. And I can make that a little more tangible as well. We know that leaders with a growth mindset are good coaches. So if we have that information and we know that information, well, then if you want to improve a growth mindset as a leader, you should work certainly on your coaching skills. We know that leaders with an inclusive mindset take the action of reaching out to people who think, look, and behave differently from them. So what can a leader do? After you have that awareness, you can then take the actions and reach out and have inclusive conversations with people. And I can give you examples for Agile and Enterprise as well. So I think, again, it's first self-reflection and bringing into greater awareness for yourself where you stand with respect to these mindsets, and then taking the corresponding behaviors or actions that reinforce them. Okay, Leah, well, thank you so much for a great conversation and for sharing your thoughts. And we'll look forward to having you back on the podcast before too long. Great. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to being back soon. The Performance Matters Podcast is brought to you by GP Strategies. 
Together, we can create a world where business excellence makes possibilities achievable. You can subscribe to the show anywhere you get podcasts and listen on our website at gpstrategies.com slash podcasts.